Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in What's Right with Nick Wright, episode 95 on a glorious NFL Monday. It doesn't get better than yesterday for me in the NFL. I mean, the AFC West, the toughest division in the history of football. Well, the Broncos stink and they lost. The Raiders are a total embarrassment. They lost to a TV analyst. The Chargers, I actually think are dangerous. But they lost again. They're too banged up. Meanwhile, the Chiefs coast and bigger picture. Oh, those mighty Buffalo Bills. <laughs> oh, boy. So much to get to, including maybe the single greatest gambling moment of my life. The only way yesterday could have been better is if my son was there to share it with me. However, Demonte. Had a little staycation, got a little spot up in the what are the uh, the what are those mountains called? About an hour and a half north of New York. Oh, someone will tell me. I forget the name of it. This beautiful spot that had a lady come in from out of town. Nope. The Catskills. That's right, Matt Ford. So Demonze, <laughs> fresh off a nice little staycation in the New York City area, here to work. Good to see you, buddy. Net, see you you know what? You want to show the evolution of our working relationship? Never once doubted, checked on you where you were at, worried <laughs> about you not getting here. Not a single moment of like, ah, when's DeMonte going to get here? I knew he had a bit of a drive to get down to the studio. No problem. Love so it. let's get to what's not. I, I, by the way, that's a lie. I was, I was furiously checking your location. No, I'm just kidding. I, wasn't, I believed in you. All right, let's get right to what missed the cut for today's show. Lakers beat the Nets. Anthony Davis looked like Anthony Davis from a few years ago. Uh, yeah. Embiid. This is not a hyperbole. This is not hyperbole. Joel Embiid had one of the greatest regular season games anyone's had in the history of the sport. He had he was two assists and three blocks away from a quadruple double and had 59 points. By game score, which is basketball references kind of catch-all statistic, it was one of the 10 best games, regular season or postseason, anyone has played in the league in 40 years. Wow. That's what Joel Embiid did last night, not on the show. Roger Goodell says four more years of games in Germany. I don't know if it's in the show or not. Demonze, I told you about the flight. I told you about the time change with the Seahawks. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, the, and I, you were still sleeping when that game kicked off. Seattle actually got it together at the end. Yeah. But you know what they looked like? Like they were sleepy. Like, <laughs> like the time change had really messed with them. I told Fair you. Enough. And then a quarterback controversy in Arizona. Oh, I'm so mad that we weren't able to do picks. Once it was clear, it was going to be both backup quarterbacks. Now, I did make a bet yesterday uh, on the Cardinals plus three and the Cardinals to win outright because they were both, both starting quarterbacks were out, Stafford and Kyler, and the Cardinals hate Kyler. So, yeah. I, or at least it appears that way. So, none of that is actually on the show today. But what is on the show today? Is well, go ahead, Demonze. Uh, the Vikings Bills possible Super Bowl preview was the game of the year so far. It was the game of the year. The Bills show no question. The Bills choked away the game and are now third place in their own division. Third, wait, you mean the conference, right? In their own division. 
in the AFC East? Yeah. There's yeah. only four teams. Yeah. They're in third. Second to last, yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> Magic Mountain Allen had one of the weirdest fumbles ever in his own end zone. Uh-huh. And at the end of regulation. The game ended when he threw an interception in the Vikings in, in, in the Vikings end zone in overtime. Yeah. Finished the game, finished the game with three turnovers, despite throwing three for 330 yards and 84 rushing. Yeah. Those have now lost two straight games and continue to prove that they can't win close games. <laughs> Is it time to start asking if Josh Allen can win big games? Well, there's a lot of questions we need to ask. Here's the first question. When am I getting my apologies? <laughs> when are there going? I need apologies or resignations from fellow media members that said I was the biased one. That said I was the one who refused to acknowledge that that guy who leads the NFL in interceptions, who leads the NFL in total turnovers, who leads the NFL in interceptions and fumbles combined, that that guy was the best quarterback in football. Give me a break. I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that Josh Allen has a, not to say that you were going to compare him to Patrick Mahomes or anything, but would you say that Josh Allen has like a better surrounding cast than Patrick well, Mahomes? Well, this year, yes. Previous years, no. Okay. Because I mean, what we're seeing is Tyreek Hill might have actually been underrated in Kansas City. Like yeah. people thought of him as a top five receiver when he's clearly without a doubt, either the best or the second best. The only reason I might say second best is because of Justin Jefferson. Right. More on him in a moment. But this year, yeah. And we'll get to Mahomes later, making Kadarius Tony look like <laughs> the guy he was drafted to be, making it work with anybody and everybody. Second yeah. most touchdown passes in football is 20. Mahomes is at 25. He's already at his bye. He's at 25. He's So we'll talk Chiefs later, but I want to talk about the Bills. <laughs> I want to talk about Josh Allen. I want to talk about QB1 in the NFL. I want to talk about a guy. Yeah, put up the tweet. Magic Mountain Allen, back with a vengeance. Remember, America, you got to be 6'5 and wildly overrated to get on this roller coaster. Hey, guys, this was the game. The Bills were up 17 with less than 17 minutes remaining. You should win that game. The Vikings then, this is not on Josh Allen, popped off an 80-yard touchdown run on the first play after falling down 17, cut it to 10. The Bills then drive the length of the field. And Josh Allen makes his first abysmal decision of the game throwing an interception in the end zone, and then it gets returned. And Josh Allen, because he just can't help himself, not only goes for the tackle, but leads with his injured throwing elbow and is laying on the ground. However, it didn't, he's, he's big and strong and powerful and tough. Didn't seem to really affect him. And then what happens? Oh, my God. One of the greatest moments of this NFL season. So the Vikings can't get out of their own way because they're the Vikings. Justin Jefferson makes one of the greatest catches you will ever see. And arguably, given the fact that it was on fourth and 18, they ended up winning the game. You could make the argument it's the greatest catch in NFL history. I'm going to, before I get on TV today, I'm going to watch a compilation of the greatest catches in NFL history so I can determine if I actually think it's the best. But my God, it's right there. and. But then they get they, they get to the goal line. Kirk Cousins trips. They get stuffed. They score a touchdown. It gets called back. Right. They then sneak with Cousins. Don't get it. There are now 42 seconds left. The Bills are up by four. They have the ball. The Vikings have one timeout. The Bills have to execute two snaps. And they win the game. They didn't even get to the second snap. Because Josh Allen fumbled in his own end zone. Fun fact. Fumbled the quarterback center exchange. Fun fact. In the last decade, there have been two fumbles by a quarterback on his own one-yard line. Those fumbles were Josh Allen yesterday and, you guessed it, Josh <laughs> Allen in 2020. So, the Vikings fall on it and score. Yep. It's like, oh boy, they're going to win the game. The Bills then... Drive the field, thanks to, uh, in part, thanks to the refs missing an obvious incompletion. They called it complete. They didn't review it. 
it was clear that only the refs can review it because it's inside two minutes. They get the field goal. Vikings then drive the field again, but they get stopped, held to a field goal. Oh, Buffalo, you can't blame the coin toss now. Now you, you get the ball. Everything you hoped for in that game against the Chiefs in the playoffs, when you whined and cried and you got the rules changed. And they have a second and 10 from the Vikings 20. Tie is in the bag. And keep in mind, if you're Buffalo, a tie is actually not a total disaster because you were already the one seed. So it's obviously not as good as a win, but a tie at the end of the year could be beneficial. When it comes to your division, you don't mind a tie because right now, my I don't want to get into the math of it, but Miami, who's competing with you in the division, has the tiebreaker with you at the moment. So if you guys finish with the same record, then uh, Miami's going to get it anyway. But with a tie, you can't finish with the same record. So, it, But whatever, it's second and 10 from the 20. You're going to have two shots to the end zone, two shots to get a first down, and then you kick a field goal. But no, instead they got one shot to the end zone because old Joshy Josh threw another pick. So that's three fourth quarter turnovers in a game you were up 17 with a minute and a half left in the third quarter. And now I do a sober analysis of Josh Allen's career. Year one, people thought he was a bust. People hated the pick when it happened. He he was vindicating what the critics said about him. Year two, steady, legitimate improvement. The Bills make the playoffs. In that playoff game, he throws a lateral over the back of his head running down the field for no reason they lose. Year three, the biggest leap we have seen from a quarterback from year two to year three ever with the only close second being two of this year. They make the AFC championship game. He almost wins league MVP. They make the AFC championship game. They lose to Mahomes. Year four, they go into the season with preseason Super Bowl hype. He is a preseason MVP candidate. They beat the Chiefs early in the regular season. They then go into a tailspin, lose five of seven, get hot at the very end of the year. He plays amazing in the two playoff games, kind of offset the fact that he didn't wasn't even a pro bowler last year, and Mac Jones was, but they lose to the Chiefs. This year, they are the overwhelming Super Bowl favorites. He is the overwhelming MVP favorite. Early in the year, they beat the Chiefs, and now it looks like the tailspin is underway. Since beating the Chiefs, they've played the Packers. They played the Packers well for one half. And they were up double digits on the Jets and lost and up double digits on the Vikings and lost. And Josh Allen keeps throwing red zone interceptions. So all I'm saying is (laughs) I told you so. That there is a legitimate debate about who is the second best quarterback in football. And he is in that debate. There is no legitimate debate about who is the best quarterback in football. He plays in Kansas City. He wears number 15. And there will be no arguments otherwise. Next. All right. Now oh, wow. Poll question. Oh, yeah. I, do you trust Josh Allen in a big game? 70% say no. 30% say yes. Yikes. How the mighty have fallen next. All right. Now to the two seed in the NFC and the Vikings. After being down 27-10 late in the third, Minnesota scored three straight touchdowns. Justin Jefferson had an all-time catch on a huge fourth down. Kirk Cousins was clutch when he had to be, and they are always poised in these closed games, man. The Vikings have a team of destiny fuel to them at being 8-1. and one. All right, let me talk on the Jefferson catch for a moment. It's, it's impossible what he did. And I know people are like, oh, but they didn't score on that drive because Kirk Cousins ended up getting stuffed at the goal line. That was right. fourth and 18. There's two minutes left. Vikings have one timeout. If he doesn't get that, the Bills win the game, undeniably. I understand they didn't score, but they got down to the inch line, which is what set up the Josh Allen disaster. Right. It's an all-time catch by a guy who has a chance to be an all-time player. There's just, it is, I, I think he and Tyreek have separated themselves from every other receiver in the league that they change the math of how good the team can be. With that said, 
Do I look at them? Do I think they are as good as their record says they are? I don't. Do I still have some concerns, some significant concerns about Kirk Cousins, who made a couple boneheaded mistakes in this game as well? I do. And I understand Vikings fans feel this is unfair. And you know what? You should feel it's unfair. Your team is 8-1, and one, and your one loss is to the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. You should feel like that you should be considered a top three team in football. That the three best teams in football, in some order or another, should be the Eagles, the Chiefs, and the Vikings. And you are not quite getting that respect. I'm telling you right now, it's not just me saying it. Here's one, Kamanze. This will be, well, I, I don't want to give it away. But next week, the Vikings play the Cowboys in Minnesota. Vikings at home against the Cowboys. We'll talk about the Cowboys in a moment. What do you think the point spread in that game is? What do you think the line is? Vikings versus Cowboys at home. Vikings versus Cowboys in, in Minnesota. In Minnesota. What do you think it is? Vikings are eight and one. Cowboys are now six and three. Minnesota minus three and a half. Dallas minus two. Wow. Vegas doesn't so expect them. That's the, the point. Record either. Correct. So it is. There is an odd thing happening right now where the Vikings, they they win close games, and maybe the close games part is what people don't respect. They beat the Dolphins, granted, without Tua. The, they, they crushed the Packers to start the year. They have played a soft schedule, but the Bills at Buffalo was one of the toughest games on anyone's schedule all year, and they just won coming back from 17 down. Am I ready to call them legitimate contender? I'm sorry, I'm not. If they were to get the one seed, if Philly were to slip up and Minnesota all of a sudden is guaranteed to have the games at home and a bye, then I will look into calling them the favorites. However, if they're the if they're the two seed and it's San Francisco going into their building to start the playoffs and then I and they have to win three straight games to make it to the Super Bowl, I don't know that I believe in that. I Justin Jefferson's unbelievable, and Kirk Cousins is just on the you're going to have to prove me wrong list. Yeah. And I apologize for that. He also, by the way, while Josh Allen has the most interceptions in football, uh, Kirk Cousins' top three right now, top four. So, And he threw a couple in this game as well. All right, next. All right, in a do-or-die game for the Packers, Rodgers proved that he isn't completely washed. But the Cowboys had uh, had multiple turnovers and multiple breakdowns on defense leading into, over, into the overtime loss. Yeah. They're now third in the NFC East, and Mike McCarthy made a very sketchy de decision to go for it on fourth and two in OT. Does this look a lot worse for the Cowboys or than it looks good for the Packers? I think so. Okay. I, the, I said on TV Friday that if the Packers win, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, the Packers are back. I don't think they're back. now. That rookie receiver, Christian Watson. Right. First play of their season, they scraped up a 75-yard bomb to him. He's open. He drops it. He didn't have a single touchdown catch all year. He had three yesterday. And his speed and athleticism and ability to get open, that could help Green Bay immensely. However, this was more an indictment on Dallas than it was a compliment to Green Bay, in my opinion. Yeah, it's scary. Dallas's run defense has been their one problem throughout the season, and then questions about, you know, is Dak, how good is Dak is really? And Dak had a couple bad interceptions early when it looked like the Cowboys were just going to be able to run away and hide in this game. They went up 7 nothing. Rodgers fumbled. They had the ball inside the 20. Dak threw a pick. They, they, he then threw another pick immediately after. I understand CeeDee Lamb might have run the wrong route. Still back-to-back -back picks. but. The real reason people don't believe in Dallas is, I guess it's twofold. One is questions about Dak, but the other is the coach. And McCarthy's decision to not kick the field goal in overtime was baffling to me. And if you, here's the other problem. It was third and three, third and four. They're on the 35-yard line, so it'll be a 52-yard field goal. I understand it's outdoors and it's cold, but that's in your kicker's range. However, if you think you're right on the edge of the range, 
and you're not going to kick it, or you might not kick it, how do you not run the ball on third and three to see if you pick it up because they're expecting a pass or get it, if you know you're going for it on fourth, try to get it to where it's fourth and one and you have everything available to you. It didn't seem to me by their play call on third, they knew they were going for it on fourth. That's problematic in my opinion. Yep. Like the one of the benefits of going for it on fourth downs is you do have a lot more flexibility on third downs. You can, It can be third and seven and you can run the ball. Third and three, you certainly can run the ball. But here's the other thing. After you don't get it, that Cowboys defense is supposed to be the calling card. It's supposed you had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter with that Cowboys defense. Micah Parsons, I'm told, is Lawrence Taylor. Now, I think Micah Parsons is excellent, but it's not like Green Bay's offense has been humming all year. They've been doing nothing. You let Green Bay have its first explosive scoring game of the year. Yeah, you had a coaching. Every potential red flag for the Cowboys popped up in this game. McCarthy did McCarthy stuff. Dak made some boneheaded mistakes, and the defense, I don't want to say got exposed, but didn't exactly bathe itself in glory. All of that is problematic if you want me to believe in the Cowboys as a Super Bowl team. And now here's the other thing. I, the Cowboys are going to make the playoffs, but do I trust Dallas? Dallas is still, yet going into yesterday, was another team that was going to have an outside shot of the one seed. Because they get Philly again, right? Right. And Philly is the, again, it was going to be hard, but Philly has to play the Giants again. They have to play them. There was going to be, they have to play Washington twice. Washington's all of a sudden not a total pushover. Philly was going to have a couple losses coming up. And if Dallas, uh, you know, could have beaten them, could have handled the Giants, they were there. Now, if the playoffs start today, Dallas is the sixth seed. And... So that's a bad loss. It's a bad loss in particular because you had control of the game twice. You had control of the game up 7-0. The Packers turned the ball over. Chance to go up 14-0. You control of the game again up 28-14 in the fourth quarter. So that's a bad loss. Uh, By the way, previous uh, poll question, you can ask or give comments or ask questions in the chat. We'll do those in the C block. Uh, Was Justin Jefferson's catch the best catch ever? 67% say yes. I... There are a couple catches in the Super Bowl that the helmet catch, obviously the Tyree catch, kept the Super Bowl alive. And I thought that one with the guy, uh, this one he was on the Patriots, the ball was like falling yeah, on his leg. So I was yeah, about to say yeah. that th- those are the two catches in the Super Bowl that they end- kept the game alive and that team ended up going on to win. Right. Those catches are the most important catches ever. This style points. And the importance was super, about as important as a catch can be in a regular season game. So on that scale, it's a 10 out of 10, but obviously pales in comparison to a playoff game or a Super Bowl. But on degree of difficulty, the only thing that comes close to this is the Odell catch. Right. The Odell catch in this catch. So the, the Tyree and Edelman catches are at the very, very top of the list. But... If you remove the added bonus points you get from it being in the Super Bowl, this would be the best catch ever. All right, last one. Jeff Saturday. Jeff Saturday's Colts went on the road and shocked the Raiders. Sorry about your picks. Buddy. Listen, that's all right. Hey, nobody expected that. Hey, well, I'll explain in a moment. By the way, Washington covers tonight. We have another winning week. It's back to back winning week. So we're we're just fine. I'm rooting for you. Over Thank you. Go ahead. Um. Saturday put Matt Ryan back in the lineup, and he looked pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, this season is a complete disaster for the Raiders. Derek Carr cried in his presser talking about it. More impressed with Saturday and the Colts or embarrassed by McDaniels and the Raiders' dumpster fire? Okay. I'm going to say something here that might be a little controversial. The NFL needs to heavily fine Jeff Saturday. Fine him? Yeah. Get, you have gambling partners. Gambling is legal in a lot of places. Are you saying for putting Matt Ryan back? In yes, the game? I'm saying for <laughs> start. He didn't, he didn't start Ellinger and then go to Ryan. They they said all week Ellinger was the quarterback. Ellinger was listed as the starter. He then started Matt Ryan. 
obviously part of the math on betting against the Raiders. I mean, betting against the Colts on picking on doing all of that is the fact that is the fact that I thought Sam Ellinger, a sixth round pick, a second rounder, or I mean, a sixth round pick, a second year player was going to be playing. He's been terrible. And then you start Matt Ryan. So you're just pissed that he like messed. Well, there's a, you're not allowed. <laughs> there's a reason you have official depth charts. There's right. a reason you have to give injury reports. That's BS, man. <laughs> it's just not right. Now, Matt, I'm not going to act like Matt Ryan's great, but Matt Ryan is either horrific or it's like, oh, that's Matt Ryan. The guy I picked to win 11 games this year and win the division. <laughs> I would have never, I would have never laid almost a touchdown with the Raiders. <laughs> it, it, no matter who the coach was, that's just outrageous. I, I, I can't <laughs> believe it's not a bigger story. It's, it's just, it's not right. I, the, you can't, you can't screw around with that. Like people gamble on these things and it's legal to gamble on these things. And there's betting partners and you like at his introductory press conference, he said, we're sticking with Ellinger, the owner who made, if I'm Frank Reich, by the way, I am beside myself. Frank Reich wanted to stick with Matt Ryan. The owner said, <laughs> you have to go to Ellinger. They then are terrible for two weeks. So they fire him. They bring a boner brings in his drinking buddy. And then the drink buddy like, watches two days of practice right. and is like, yo, we're not starting our best quarterback. And the owner's like, no problem. Go ahead. <laughs> they don't give anyone a heads up. It's just, and here's the other thing about it. That makes it, it, it just makes it just so outrageous because the, was that, that was one of the afternoon games, right? I have that correct. That was, I'm going to double check, but I think that game, that game was a late start. Yeah, it was one of the three, it was a three, four o'clock start. So here's the other thing. Cause yes, there were reporters in the 30 minutes before the game tweeting, ah, oh, Matt Ryan's taking snaps from the starting center. That's weird. A couple things. One is <laughs> if you have the Raiders in a tease, that those bets are in by 1 p.m. Right. Second of all, that that game, uh, those tweets are going out during the end of Vikings Bills. Like there's it, it, right. Yeah. It's just outrageous. It's just really outrageous. Her setup. And the fact that the game happened in Vegas makes it more insulting. <laughs> it's the gambling capital of the world. Now to the Raiders. The Raiders last year had a player allegedly drunk driving, kill a person, a key player. He never played for them again and got arrested. They had a coach who's one of the most powerful coaches in the league, controlled every part of the team, fired because racist emails got exposed and he was forced out. They did not have Devontae Adams last year that team made the playoffs and was in a at a chance in the final moment of their playoff game to beat the Bengals that team has none of that going on this year added Devontae Adams and they are maybe the worst team in the league Josh McDaniels should be so mortified by what has happened there. They are two and seven. They just lost to Jeff Saturday. Their only wins this year are against the Texans and Russ. That's it. They have lost to the Prince that was promised. They got shut out by the Saints, who are awful. Right. They lost to the Colts, who had given up on the season. They lost to the Cardinals, who stink. This team... It is. Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers need each other so much. Well, it's an interesting <laughs> a, an interesting question is this. If the Packers move off of Aaron this summer, would the Raiders try to trade for him? 
reunite Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers. It's, a, it. it's an interesting it, idea. All right. There's a lot there. We still have not talked about Sunday Night Football. We still have not really talked about the Chiefs and the single greatest gambling moment of my life. In fact, we will start the next segment <laughs> with the single greatest gambling moment of my life. That's next. What's right? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in episode 95, What's Right with Nick Wright. So, so we're going to get to your comments and questions in a moment or in, in the next segment. But first, I have to, I'm going to text you, Demonte, because I don't want to hand you my phone because I want this to be a fun reveal. Right. Um, what happened yesterday uh, when I was gambling. So I don't uh, typically make single game parlays. You know that. Yeah. I'm more of a straight better. However, uh, and I'm not going to say the betting outfit that I use. There's, for this one, there's, there's a betting, there's a site, legitimate, you know, regulated site or whatever, that has given out some pretty good odds on single game parlays that you can't get elsewhere. And so yesterday, I only had, I had the five bets from the show. I had, I did end up doing a seven point teaser. I had the Seahawks, which was a miracle teaser cover. The Chiefs, so teased up to nine and a half. Right. The Chiefs teased um, down to two and a half. Didn't need to tease that, but it worked anyway. The, the there was one other, what was the other one in it? Uh, I know, and, and the, the Chargers teased up to uh, 14 and a half. Oh, and the Steelers teased up. To seven. And so that one won, but I didn't have much else. But I was like, you know what? Let me put in a single. I, I was thinking about the Chiefs game. And go through what I just texted you, the, the five different legs of it. Okay? Can we read them out? Yeah, read out. Start at the Travis Etienne. Okay. Under 80 and a half for uh, Travis Etienne, total rushing yards. Okay. So my logic on the Chiefs game was the following. I thought the Chiefs would be in, in control throughout. And so the Jags would have to throw, 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 throw. So I didn't think Etienne would get a lot of touches. I also, let me, act, so I didn't think Etienne would get a lot of carries. I thought Trevor would, and I've watched the Jags every week this year. He dinks and dunks a lot more than I wish he would. So he, a lot of completions, not a ton of yards. And because I thought he was going to be running throughout, I thought uh, he might scramble some. And then on the Chiefs side of things, Kelsey with 100 yards yesterday would have set the all-time record for receiving yards by, or 100-yard games by a tight end, okay? And then you put all, uh, Kelsey was 80 and a half. You'll, you'll get to it. Yes. Um, Kadarius Tony, the Chiefs' new wide receiver. So, McCole Hardman was out with an injury. They had used Tony, the first possession with him on the team, they threw the ball to him. I know Andy Reid. I'm like, you know what? This guy's never scored a touchdown. He's going to try with a full week of practice to get him in the end zone. Yeah. So tell the audience the five legs of that parlay. Uh, so I already said the tra Travis, Travis Etienne. Travis Etienne, under 80 and a half. What else? Travis Kelsey, over 80 and a half. All right, more on that in a moment. Go ahead. Total receiving yards that we got. Uh, and if Trevor Lawrence, total passing completions, over 23 and a half. Right, so, and, and so, so everyone knows where we're at on these, and we'll get to the Kelsey one in a moment. Etienne, we had under 80 and a half rushing yards. He ended with 45. Lawrence, we had over 23 and a half completions. He ended with 29. Right. We'll do Kelsey in a moment. What else? Kadarius Tony to score a touchdown. He scored his the first touchdown of the game. He ended the game with as far as total yards. 
He had 90 total yards, six touches, and a touchdown. Yep. And o then over 17 and a half rushing yards for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Trevor ha had one big scramble of 18, which got it by itself. He ended with 26. Okay? Yep. So now to Kelsey. Kelsey had a 46-yard catch almost immediately. Then did nothing. And the Chiefs were crushing it. Going into the final drive of the game, DeMonte, he had 77 yards receiving. Right. I need 81. But the Chiefs are up 10 and just trying to run out the clock. And I'm like, oh, my God. They're not, he's not going to get it. Like, they're just right. going to run, run, run. And if they get stopped, they're going to punt with, like, two minutes left up 10. Fourth and two at the Jags 35-ish. They go for it to just put the game away. They throw to Kelsey. He gets it. And then, as if he knew the prop was <laughs> 80.5, after getting the first down, lunged. It was fourth and two, not fourth and four. Lunged for an extra yard. And they put him at four. I thought it was a three-yard game. They called it a four-yard game. So we finished at 81 yards, and the Chiefs took knees. It's like so, everything. You want to hug him. So to my, Well, you're going to see how much I wanted to hug him in a second. Do not say this on the air. But I have now texted you the next picture, okay. which has, look at the bottom of it. It was a 40 to 1 bet. 40 to 1 for those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're in there. Look at the top. Look at the current balance. <laughs> Oh, 40 to one. Yo. Yo. <laughs> That's amazing. On a Travis Kelsey dive, the Chiefs went for on the. Uh, uh, I mean, you know what I said? Don't say it. Let's go ahead and say it. I won $32,000. 40 to one. I won 32 grand because Kelsey dove at the end. Is that not the and most unbelievable thing you've ever seen? I'm really mad I wasn't there for that. That's, oh, my God. That's amazing. And then I, so he dove, and I was like, I, I don't know if that's three yards or four yards. And now they're taking knees. Like, right. game's going to be over. Yeah. So I check the Yahoo Sports <laughs> app, and they have him at 81. And I'm like, oh, God. So I, I'm like, but I don't know if that's official. So I go to NFL.com, and they have him at 81. And I'm like, is there going to be stat correction? Like, what's going to happen? I was just worried. And it's I'm like, oh, it was, it was too good to be true. <laughs> then I'm like, oh, it's so close. Like, they're probably going to wait to pay out. Credit to the book. Within two minutes of the game, paid out. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. my God. Isn't wow. that unbelievable? That's that's unbelievable. That's some And I don't even make right single game parlays typically. Like, I just, I knew Tony. I knew they were going to try to get Tony a score. Right. So I'm like that. I felt like that was like even money and it was like six to one. Right. So I'm like, let me just build out some something with that. And I feel great about it because the money, obviously, but it was not just like random clicking of buttons. It was the exact game script. I thought yeah, exactly. with the except like I knew it was a thought process. I, I knew that Trevor would throw the ball a ton. I knew that at some point he'd run for his life. I knew Etienne wouldn't get a bunch of carries. I just needed him not to break one. Right. But where I was wrong on, I thought the Chiefs cared about Kelsey breaking this record at home. Right. They didn't. But Kelsey so, did. But, but Kelsey, he didn't even, it's not even like that was for 100 yeah, yards. Record, right. That was, that was just for me. Dude, that's that amazing. was just for me. <laughs> oh, my God. And then, Demonze, you have to understand how my day went. That happened at 3... 58 p.m. Eastern. Right. At 4.04 p.m. Eastern, Josh Allen fumbled in the end zone. <laughs> and then at 4.20, he threw a pick to lose the game. It was, I, I, I just, and I was home all alone. Your mom and your sisters were gone. It was just me and Dexter. Just me and the dog. None of my friends came over to watch the games. You were gone. No one was there. And I'm just sitting there like, did this just happen? <laughs> Am I having a dream? So, hey man. With that said, what a Sunday! Yeah, what a Sunday! Uh, weekend after Thanksgiving, the week after Thanksgiving, going to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's booked. It's booked.
Oh, it's so good. All right. Sorry for the long story. I hope it was worth it. All right. Let's get to the actual B block now. Go ahead. All right. Sunday night football. The 49ers picked, or or, yeah, the 49ers picked up a big win against the Chargers last night. Some odd coaching moves by Shanahan at the end meant you covered your plus seven. That was crazy. Shanahan kicking. There was a minute left. They have fourth and goal from the one. They're up three. And they kicked the field goal. Now, they ended up winning anyway. But I just don't understand the logic of it. Like, if if you go for it and you score, the game's over. Right. If you go for it and you don't get it, they get it. Yes, I understand. Now a field goal ties, but they are they are at their one yard line, so they've got to go sixty five yards, right? Right. To tie the game, so you have sixty five yards to get in field goal range. Okay. Right. If you kick the extra point, or I'm sorry, kick the field goal, you're up six. Let's just now assume you kick off. 30, now, assume you kick off and uh, you kick off and they kneel it. Yeah, now they have to go 75 yards instead of 65 yards. But the 75 yards wins the game. The game. Yeah, it right. beats you. And they're not backed up on their own end. Like, right. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was such a bad decision. But they ended, But because he did that, I had the Chargers plus seven in our picks here. Right. If he would have punched it in, they they lose by nine or ten. All right, next. Go, so keep going. Sorry. He needs Nathaniel Hackett's guy. Yeah. San Fran is now only one game behind the Seahawks in the NFC West. Two questions. Do you do you like Seahawks or San Francisco to win the NFC West? And how is it that every AFC West team except for Kansas City turned out to be trash? Well, I don't think Chargers are trash. The Chargers are very, very injured. And if they get yeah, and if they get healthier, uh, I mean, I think the Chargers absolutely could beat the Chiefs this week. The because here's the thing: if the Chiefs win this week against the Chargers, they are eight and two. The Chargers go to five and five, and the Chiefs swept them. Right. So that would mean that if the Chargers lose this week. They would have to if they w- then won the rest of their games. If they they would they could finish twelve and five. The Chiefs would have to finish eleven and six from seven and two for them to win the division. You understand what I mean? Like so if or no the so if the Chiefs let me say that better. If the Chiefs win this week, they're eight and two, and the Chargers are five and four. Eight, or five and five. Even if the Chargers then went undefeated the rest of the way, that would get them to twelve and five. Right. They would need the Chiefs from eight and two to finish the year. Is that right? Yeah, three and four, or else the Chiefs win the division. So this is the division championship this weekend for the Chargers. Uh so I I I expect their absolute best punch, but if they're that injured, it might not matter. So now to your question on the the Oops. NFC West. I San Francisco's better than Seattle. The question is the schedule they have left. So Sam they they have a game against each other and it's in Seattle, but San Francisco already beat them. San Francisco has two left against Arizona, game against the Raiders. Oh, San Francisco right now to me looks like they should be the favorites. Let me see what Seattle's schedule is looking like the rest of the way. Oh, Seattle's got, ooh, soft one. Raiders, Rams, Panthers, that game against the Niners, Chiefs, that's brutal, Jets, Rams. Oh, gosh. I don't know who I favor to win that. Neck and neck there. Neck and neck. I mean, I know this is going to sound corny that it's going to come down to the game between the two teams. I wonder who the Vegas favorite is right now. Probably San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco minus 220, Seattle plus 200. So they they consider San Francisco a sizable favorite. Right. Let me put it like this. I consider San Francisco the favorite, but I wouldn't lay minus 220. The, okay. the divisional odds right now, by the way, if people care, the Bills down to minus 180 with the Dolphins up to plus, er, to plus 240. So the Bills, not heavy favorites to win the division anymore, just favorites. Right. Ravens minus 490, the Bengals plus 490. The Titans minus 550, the Prince that was promised plus 750, and Indy plus 950. The Chiefs minus 1250, 
the Chargers 10 to 1. So that means Vegas thinks the Chiefs have already won the division. So then imagine if they beat them this week and then they swept them and they are four games clear of them. Yeah. Uh, Eagles minus 600, Dallas plus 750, still no respect for the Giants, plus 1300. Vikings minus 3,000, Green Bay 20 to 1. Tampa minus 420, Atlanta 6 to 1. And I just told you, San Francisco. All right, let's get to our game. What's our game today? Today we are playing right or wrong. Yep. Over the past month, no one has exploded more than Justin Fields. The Bears may not, may not be winning, but the future is definitely bright in Chi-Town. Right or wrong, Fields is a top 10 quarterback. Right now, I say he's not a... Let me, let me, you know what? Right now... I'd say the dude's top 10, man. Okay, so let's do it. Let's just, in no particular order, I'm just going to go through the the standings, team by team. Two is ahead of him. Josh Allen's ahead of him. Mahomes is ahead of him. Herbert's ahead of him. You can tell me if you disagree on any of them. Lamar's ahead of him. Joe Burrow's ahead of him. I'd love to say it, but I can't put the prince that was promised ahead of him. I'd love to, but I can't right now. So that's six. Jalen Hurts is put him on the Jags. Jalen Hurts is ahead of him. Okay. So that's seven. Um, no one in the NFC West. Okay, so then it would come down to so there's seven guys. Yeah. Dak Prescott. Uh Geno Smith. I said no one in the NFC West. Geno Smith, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Tom Brady. Those five guys, he would have to be better than three of them right and he's a top 10 guy so he's i'm gonna say close close but it is right outside but he is top three most exciting yeah must see tv and they're finally using him he still doesn't have receivers and they they got hosed chicago that's a pick i lost it was bs man they were up 14 points picked off golf returned it inside the 10 and a very questionable flag took it off for him. So the Bears last week didn't get a defensive pass interference call that they could have won the game on. And then this week got a either illegal contact, something that it was going to be a 17-point Bears lead. Instead, the Lions kept the ball, scored, then fields through a terrible pick as one terrible play of the game. They end up losing by a point uh, after a missed extra point, and the Lions drive down the field. Uh, but Fields is... All of a sudden, vindicating the draft pick. And here's the other thing I think is interesting about Justin Fields. The San Francisco 49ers in the Justin Fields draft traded three picks to move up to get Trey Lance. Can you imagine that Niners rushing attack right now with Justin Fields as their quarterback? Right. That's what they thought they were getting with Trey, but Trey got hurt and Trey hasn't played. Right. That would be an unstoppable team. Right now. And by the way, I think the Niners, I don't even think they had to trade up if they would have stayed where they were and drafted fields. I think they they traded three picks, move all the way to three. Let me look at that real quick. I just want to, sorry, my apologies. 2019 <clears throat> NFL draft rookie. Uh, the, was it the 2019 draft? No, it would be the 2020 draft. So the the Niners moved up to get Trey Lance. Oh, the 2021 draft? I'm such an idiot. I forget what year it is. It was two, two years ago. The Niners moved up to get Trey Lance. They, oh no, Justin Fields went 11, and they initially had the 12th pick. So they wouldn't have been able to stay there, but they could have drafted him at three, obviously. Yeah. All right, next. Uh, despite a late push from Geno Smith and the Seahawks, the Buccaneers became the first team to win an NFL game in Germany. They're now first in the NFC South. Right or wrong, the Bucs have turned the corner. That's right. I hasn't lost since the divorce. Correct. And now on a bye, one, you know, that stirring victory against the Rams. They didn't play well, but they stole a win. They then go to Germany, played really well early. Now, Gino, I give Gino credit. Gino, after a terrible fumble, made some unbelievable plays to make this a game, including one of the best passes of the season, the fourth down touchdown. Uh but all of a sudden, with the Falcons are stumbling, having lost two in a row. Tampa has won two in a row. Tampa has the bye. 
then the Browns before Deshaun comes back, right? Then the Saints, who are awful. Then they're at the Niners, home for the Bengals. Those are two tough games. And then they finish the year at the Cardinals, home for the Panthers, at the Falcons. Feels like a team that is going to turn 3-5 and five into 10-7, and seven, feel good about themselves, and be hosting, as I've been telling you all year, hosting Daniel Jones in a playoff game. Especially now that Dallas has stumbled, the Giants are even more likely to be that five seed. Tampa's the four. So I do I see a world where I keep saying it, people think I'm crazy, where Brady's path to the Super Bowl is it it goes Daniel Jones, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo. I see that world. I understand that means Philly loses its round one game. I think that's or it's, it's round two game. We'll see what the matchup is, but I think San Francisco could give Philly real trouble. I, I see that world. And by the way, in that world, they would maybe be hosting the NFC championship. All right, next. Uh, Kansas City covered nine and a half against Jacksonville and now controls their own destiny in the AFC. Right or wrong, Kansas City will be the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, they absolutely should be. And now, I didn't pick the Chiefs to be the one seed this year. I, th- I think Kansas I picked the Ravens. Uh, but I, because I thought there's that they were going to get beaten. They were the first team in NFL history to play eight straight games against teams that had a winning record the previous season. Here's the benefit to getting through that six and two and now being seven and two. Here's what they have the rest of the way. At the Chargers, that's a tough one. They're touchdown favorites, by the way, but they're at the Chargers. Then home for the Rams. The Rams might have lost Cooper Cup for the year yesterday. They're awful. At the Bengals, that is a tough one, but also the Bengals beat the Chiefs twice last year, including the AFC Championship game where Mahomes melted down the only bad half of playoff football he's ever played. That's So at the Chargers, at the Bengals are tough ones. After that, at the Broncos, at the Texans, home for Seattle, home for the Broncos, at the Raiders. Even if they lose all of their tough games, and at the Chargers, I'm calling a tough game. They are seven-point favorites. It feels like 13-4. and four. And so the question then is, because they, they have the tiebreaker with Tennessee because they beat them, is Buffalo going to go, because Buffalo would get the tiebreaker with them, is Buffalo going to go the rest of the season and only lose once? I don't know how anyone could think that at this point. Uh, and so I... I don't know what would how the tiebreaker with Miami would work if they finish with the same record to go to conference record. I I don't think the Ravens are only going to lose one more time the rest of the way. It's looking like the old Arrowhead Invitational is on once again. And a bye? A bye for this team with no Tyreek Hill? After that schedule would be unbelievable. And right now, unless the Eagles go undefeated, there should not be a debate about who league MVP is. It's Patrick Mahomes. Next. All right. Uh, the first place Dolphins crushed the Browns 39-17 to and are firing on all cylinders. Who had three touchdowns and, and the backfield combined for nearly 200 yards. Right or wrong, the Dolphins have the best offense in football. No, I think they're the second best offense. After the Chiefs. Well, yeah, I mean, but that's not like... The, right now, if we just, is- the The Dolphins have played one more game than Kansas City, okay? So the Dolphins have played 10 games. The Chiefs have played nine. The Chiefs have scored 270 points. The Dolphins have scored 250 points. So, like, the Chiefs have scored 20 more points in one less game. The Chiefs are averaging exactly 30 points per game. The Dolphins are averaging 25 points per game. I, now, you can be like, oh, well, they didn't have two over two and a half of those games. That's fair. I still think the Chiefs have the best offense, but the Dolphins are legit scary. The Dolphins are legit scary. The, the defense needs to get better, but the, the RPO stuff has been so hard for people to defend, and Tyreek is just unguardable. Yeah. Just flatly unguardable. By the way, fun fact, if we just do total points scored, not points per game, because they wouldn't, but, but in total points scored, Miami's at 252 and third, Kansas City's at 270 and first. The second, the team that has scored the second most points this year. Any guess? It's a fun one. 
Now, again, they've played 10 games, so they have a bit of an advantage here. But do you, have, do you want to throw a team out there? Or you just Bills. want me to tell you? The Bills are fourth. The team that has scored the second most total points this year is... Oh, wait, the Lions. Nope, not anymore. Oh, they fell off. You're fine. Seattle. Oh. Gino. Now, if you do points per game, it then it then changes. Oh, and you know what? I'm being a little unfair to Philly because I'm talking about Seattle has played 10 games. The Chiefs, you know... Have, because they haven't had their bye. The Chiefs only played nine. Philly has only played eight. Philly's only played eight games because they played a night. But points per game goes the Chiefs one at 30, Philly two at 28, Buffalo three at 27.8, Baltimore four at 26.1, and then Seattle five at 25.7. All right, next. All right, just when you thought the Rams season couldn't get any worse, Cooper Cup went down with a leg injury and a loss to the Cardinals. Right or wrong, the Rams won't win another game without Cooper Cup. Oh, well, that's interesting because I think Cup season's over because I think that it was, a, I think he's going to miss at least a month. And then at that point, why bring him back? So let's look at what they've got. At the Saints, the Saints are truly awful. That's a maybe. At the Chiefs, that's a loss. Home for the Seahawks, that's a loss. Home for the Raiders is a maybe. At the, no, they're going to win. They'll win some games based on the strength of their defense alone. But they are going to have the worst Super Bowl defense ever. They're three and six. They're going to finish five and twelve. I think they're a five, maybe six win team. And they don't. By the way, here's another thing. Here's what the Lions have going for them. They have the Rams pick. So like, there's an. Let me let me check this real quick. Is Tankathon a thing for the NFL? I think it is. Draft order right now. Right now, the number one pick of the draft. This is crazy. Would be Houston. That's not surprising. Number two is Las Vegas. Number three is Carolina. Okay. Number four. Right now, the fourth pick of the draft would be Philly because New Orleans traded them up. Wow. Number five is Jacksonville. Number six is Chicago. Number seven, Seattle because Denver traded them their pick. Number eight, Detroit because the Rams traded them their pick. Number nine, Houston, because Cleveland traded them their pick. First and not first and ninth. And then, uh, yeah, Houston would have, right now, Houston would have one and nine. Uh, Detroit would have eight and 11. Seattle would have seven and 22. And Philly would have four and 32. Pretty unbelievable. And by the way, I guess actually for, it wouldn't be 32 for Philly. It would be 31 because there's only going to be 31 first-round picks this year because Miami forfeited their pick for tampering with Tom Brady for the oh, yeah. for trying to get Tom Brady. So, uh, so right now it's a really interesting subplot that Philly could end up with a top-five pick and Seattle, two teams that are going to be playoff teams, Either one of them could have top five picks because right. of trades they made. Houston, by the way, I mean, Cleveland, they're going to, Houston's going to have a top three pick from themselves, plus wherever Cleveland lands. And then Detroit is going to have legitimately potentially two top six picks, their own and the Rams. Right now, there are uh, nine teams that have three wins. So right now, for example, Carolina's slotted to pick third at three and seven. And Detroit, with their own pick, is slotted to pick 11th at 3-6. and six. That will sort itself out at some point. Yeah. But Philly, what a trade, man. And it's not even yeah, – and, yeah. and New Orleans, at least with Houston, it's like – or with Cleveland, it's like, well, they got Deshaun Watson. And with the Rams, like, they got Matt Stafford, they won a Super Bowl. And Denver, I mean, he's been terrible, but it's like they got Russell Wilson. What the th – that Philly trade is crazy. Yeah. I don't even, it was during the draft. I got to look this up real quick. 2020, sorry, and then we'll move on. But I, I knew that Philly had the Saints pick, but I forgot what it was for. So, Philadelphia, so here we go. The Saints wanted to draft Trevor Penning, an offensive lineman who's been hurt all year. So, the trade was, let me see number 16. So, the trade was... Sorry, I apologize. I just want to get this exactly right. Philadelphia traded. 
Okay, here we go. Philadelphia Eagles, New Orleans shake up first round. The Saints <clears throat> doubled up on first round picks while the Eagles pushed one of their three first rounders back to 2023. The Saints got the 20, two first round picks, number 16 and 19. The Eagles got number 18 and a first round pick next year, plus a second round pick two years later. That is unbelievable. So the Eagles had 16 and 19. They traded those two picks for the 18th pick. So they basically, so to call 19 and 18 a wash. So take that out of it. Right. What they essentially traded was the 16th pick of the draft for, which is, I think, how the Saints drafted Chris Olave. So give them credit. He's a really good player. So the Saints traded for, for to get for the right to draft Chris Olave, or is that who they ended up? No, then they traded that again. But what they ended up using it to draft the guy. Uh, regardless, they got. This is unbelievable. For the number 16 pick, they got next year's first, which is going to be a top eight pick, and a second two years later, and a third next year. The Saints are such dopes. They're just so bad at this. And now, and they have no way to rebuild. That's terrible by them. There's my take on that trade six months later. Yeah, so we'll be right about, back. What about Cooper Cup, though? Say it again. What about Cooper Cup? What about him? What about Cooper Cup? Oh, it's just the question. Oh, I thought you said Cooper Rush. No. I answered. I said I thought the Rams would win two more games. Yeah, and then we got to the Saints and how bad their draft. Yeah, because we were talking about the Rams not having a draft pick. Right. It's a podcast, man. My mind wanders. You guys are lucky I even showed up today. Did I not mention <laughs> I won 32 grand yesterday? My God, we'll be right back answering your questions. What's right? Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright? Uh, we're going to wrap the show right here. We went a little long that segment. I had no idea. I mean, the podcast has been going for over an hour now. Uh, Monday shows are long, though. All right, Demonze, read some of these questions before we move on. These right. people are watching on YouTube. Uh, they, they suffered through my relitigation of the 2022 NFL draft. That probably wasn't great editorial decision <laughs> by me, especially just Googling it live on the show. My apologies. All right, go ahead, Demonze. All right, Connor, some of the ass question. It's specific. It's pretty safe to say Allen won't be in the top in the top of the MB, MVP discussion. However, would it be better for Allen and the Bills to play the rest of the season, not being the Super Bowl favorite? Oh, well, I mean, I don't. <clears throat> what would be better for them is their quarterback stops having egregious turnovers. I don't think it's about all oh, we thought we were too good. It's it's not like they're taking teams lightly. They are building big leads and blowing them. They built a big league against the Jets and blew it. They built a big league against the Vikings and blew it. They need their quarterback to stop turning the ball over. Yeah, and then how do you even take the Vikings lightly? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's point. the thing. is, they, uh, <laughs> the, You need your quarterback to play, forget like an MVP, just play like a pro bowler, which you weren't last year, by the way. And by the way, right now this year, you have three pro bowlers in each conference before people start begging out. Mahomes and Tua are locks. We convinced Josh Allen's having a better year. Then, then, uh, oh my goodness, Joe Burrow. We convinced Josh Allen's having a better year than Lamar. I don't know. Next, some guy asked, has uh, has this been the most unpredictable NFL betting season you've seen? Uh, I don't think so. I think a lot of the fundamentals are staying true. Like the the underdogs are covering more than the favorites. Home underdogs are a good play. I, I just think every year we know that, and then we get tricked. By the way, great job by you and the producers on the gambling show with that Tomlin move. You guys said Tomlin Over covers 83% of the time in his career as a home dog. There was a ton of money day of on the Steelers. They went from a dog to a pick'em. They ended up winning outright by 10 points. Great job by you guys. Next. And what I see is me ask, who gets fired first, Hackett or McDaniels? 
I think they both make it through the season. I, I think it's it's incredibly rare for a coach in his first year to get fired during the season. It happened with Urban Meyer last year, but that was because there were the off-the-field stuff as well. But will either one of them be back next year? I, I highly doubt it. Highly, highly doubt it. Next. Uh, Creative Charlie asks, will you ever play poker after dark again? I love seeing you play poker with the pros. Uh, yeah, so poker after dark right now doesn't exist in its current form. Uh, hopefully it comes back. There is a great show, No Gamble, No Future, that kind of replaced it that my guys Brent Hanks and Jeff Platt put together. Uh, I was invited to come play on that uh, this week, actually, but I can't get to Vegas. I'm going to be in Vegas in two weeks, but they're not filming anything. Right. Uh, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely play some televised significant dollar poker after the football season. There is, when I am in Vegas, I looked, there is a, uh, at the Poker Go Studios at the Aria, there is a high roller series where the tournaments are all 10, 15, or $25,000 entries. Uh, and I don't know if you heard, but I won a lot of money yesterday. Uh, so I was considering, <laughs> but I'm so minus EV expected value in those because the only people who play those are the best players in the world. They're like 40-person fields, the best players in the world. Right. Um, got to be ready to eat that. So I'd, re yeah, you got to, and it's a tournament, so it's not like you can take a small loss and leave. Right. It's the, so I, I, listen, you probably won't see me on TV playing poker until sometime after football, but after football, I'll be doing it again. All right, last one. Matt asks, Baker Bayfield is starting against Baltimore this week. Do you like his chances? Wait, hold on. I didn't know that was true. Baker's starting? Uh, Baker Mayfield started quarterback against the Ravens. No, I don't like his chances, but I'm happy for Baker. Baker, back. Yeah. I don't like his chances, but I like him. I like it. I hope, it, listen, well, go upset him, Baker. Go stick it to the Ravens. That'd be good for him. Have it maybe try, great for him. Be great for him. He played really well in garbage time for PJ Walker two yeah. weeks ago. Had two touchdowns. He played well for the first time all year. All right, fun show. Good job. Good job, Demonze. Great yes, job by our producers. Uh, we appreciate you guys watching. As I just checked, sorry to end on a down note, but as I just like checked the Google News on the Baker thing, I'm seeing a really horrifying story out of Virginia about a shooting and members of the football team, at least three members of the football team, were killed in a shooting. They don't seem to have a ton of information. So any of our listeners in that or viewers in that area of the country, uh, obviously our thoughts with you guys, that's a horrible, horrible story. And I hate to end the podcast on that, but it's breaking news like as we're here on the air. So thoughts, and if you're the prayerful type, prayers, please, uh, with the University of Virginia and their families and everything going on there. And we will be back with you guys on Thursday.